0: If you love classic radio detectives, then uh, check out uh, my video theater podcast, Public Domain Video Theater, which two episodes per month brings you a public domain TV episode of either Boston Blackie or Dragnet most months. You can check that out at videotheater.greatdetectives.net. Also... Check out The Amazing World of Radio at amazing.greatdetectives.net. And this is a podcast I do intermittently, not currently adding new episodes, but we've got some very interesting ones, including great movies over radio, Les Miserables, starring Orson Welles, Holiday Specials, and of course, Our Summer of Bogart, voted by our Patreon supporters. And you can go to amazing.greatdetectives.net. Uh, to listen to that, and then uh, if you like classic comics, as well as modern comics that are really fun and enjoyable, then be sure and check out the Classy Comics Podcast at ClassyComicsGuy.com. Alright, well now it's time for today's episode of Mr. Keen's Racer of Lost Persons, the original air date, March the 9th, 1950, and this is The Case of the Melody of Murder.
1: I'm now for Mr. Keene, Tracer of Lost Persons. Ladies and gentlemen, Aniston and Kalinos present Mr. Keene, Tracer of Lost Persons. One of the most famous characters in American fiction and one of radio's most thrilling dramas. Tonight and every Thursday at the same time, the famous old investigator takes from his file and brings to us one of his most celebrated missing person cases. Tonight's case is entitled, The Case of the Melody of Murder. If you suffer from the pains of a headache, neuritis, or neuralgia, try Anacin. You'll be amazed at what it does. Many people who have taken it will tell you I'm quite sure that its effectiveness and incredibly fast action are simply astounding. Anacin is like a doctor's prescription. That is, it contains not just one, but a combination of medically proven active ingredients. Many people listening to me now have at some time or other had an envelope containing Anacin tablets given them, either by their dentist or physician. These people know it gives incredibly fast relief. So if you want really fast relief from headache, neuritis, or neuralgia pain, try Anacin. For most effective relief, use only as directed. It is spelled A-N-A-C-I-N, and you can get it at any drug counter. Now for Mr. Keene and the case of the melody of murder. Our scene opens in a midtown apartment, which is occupied at the moment by two people. One of them, a very attractive young girl, is standing at the piano, listening to her companion, who's playing for her. But as she watches expert fingers slide lightly over the keys, he doesn't realize that those same fingers will very shortly become an instrument of
2: power. Oh, that's a so lovely dear, One of my favorites. I was thinking of including it in my baby inside the my sleep. You decided to say, I don't believe you came the rest of it. What's the matter? Oh, no. No, don't look at me that way, please. Uh... Make a stand of my throat.
1: 9.30, Mr. Clancy. Mr. Keene isn't here yet. But Mr. Keene should be in his office any minute now, young fella. Take it easy. You say you're his partner, Mr. Clancy. That's right. Well, then maybe you can help me. I can't wait any longer. Uh, oh. There's Mr. Keene now. Well, good morning, Mike. Sorry I'm late. Good morning, boss. Good thing you aren't any later. This young fella's been jumping out of his skin waiting for you. You want to see me, young man? Yes, Mr. Keene. My name is Harper. Alan Harper. I... I've come here to ask you to help me find a murder. Sit down, Alan, and try to relax. Relax? How can I relax? when well, my own sister was killed, strangled to death by a maniac. When did this happen? Three days ago. Well, it must have been when we were on that case in Chicago, Mr. Keene. Oh, yes, Mike. That's why we didn't read about it. Yes. Yes, it happened in my sister's apartment, Mr. Keene, here in New York. Imogen had just returned from Europe. I hadn't even seen her yet. When the police got in touch with me and said they'd found her body. There were no clues, no trace of the murderer? No, sir. Her body was found lying in front of the piano. That's all. Mr. Keith, ever since the death of our parents, Imogene and I have been as close as two people could be. We forgot our animosity in the past. Animosity? You mean you and your sister liked each other at one time? Well, it was childhood jealousy on my part, that was all. Imogene had always been talented. favored, I guess, by our parents. She played the piano magnificently, and she'd been studying in Europe for the past eight months. I... I have no talent for music or anything else. Go on, Alan. Tell me the rest. That's all there is to tell. She returned to New York to make her debut as a concert pianist. And... she was murdered. I want you to know, Mr. Keene, that in spite of the jealousy I once felt towards my sister, I loved her more than anyone else in the world. If you'll help me find her murderous earth... I'll be grateful to you for the rest of my life. I intend to help you, Alan, but I need more information. Now, what about your sister's friends and acquaintances? Do you know of anyone who may have hated her enough to murder her? No, Mr. King. Imogene had very few friends. She devoted her life to a music. I have no idea whom she met in Europe, except Lawrence Driscoll. And who is Lawrence Driscoll? He's a concert manager, discoverer of talent. He met Imogene in Paris and returned to New York with her to arrange for her debut. I see. Uh, do you want me to give you Lance Driscoll's address, Mr. Keene? He has an office and studio on 57th Street. Yes, put it down on this uh, piece of paper, Alan. Very well, sir. I'm sure that Mr. Driscoll can tell you about the people my sister knew while she was in Europe. You'll talk to him, of course. Uh, just what? The police headquarters when we were both questioned about the murder. Oh, uh, put down your own address under Mr. Driscoll's, Alan. All right, sir. I don't live anywhere near Imogene's apartment. My job doesn't pay very much, and I can't afford it. But your sister's could. Hmm? Well, Imogene and I were both left to money by our folks. I'm afraid I spent mine a little foolishly while he invested hers wisely. I see. That's just about all I have to tell you, Mr. Keene. Except this. If you ever find the man who murdered Imogene... You'd better turn him into the police before I lay my hands on him. We'll let the law take care of the punishment, Alan. You'll hear from me when I have some word. I'll be waiting, sir. Goodbye, Mr. King. Mr. Class. Goodbye, Alan. So long, young fella. Well, Alan Hopper's a very emotional young man, Mike. Oh, I'd say he is. And as he was talking, boss, I began to think of how many times jealousy was the cause of murder. Yes, I was thinking the same thing, Mike. And how jealous he had been of his sister's musical talent! However, we better get started. I have a feeling we have a lot of ground to cover. Well, what's our first move, sir? We'll pay a visit to Mr. Lawrence Driscoll. And see what he knows about the murdered girl and her recent contacts. Come in. I do for you, gentlemen. Are you Mr. Driscoll? Yes. My name is Keene. This is my partner, Mike Clancy. Mr. Keene, the famous investigator. I imagine you can guess why we have come to your studio. Sit down, gentlemen, please. You've come to question me about poor Imogene Harper, is that right? Yes, Mr. Driscoll. Well, I'm afraid I can only repeat what I told the police. It was a horrible crime. But I have no inkling of why or by whom it was committed. Oh, well, perhaps I'd better shut the door to my studio. Professor Graff is in there at the piano. The professor was just as shocked as I was with the news of Imogene's murder, Mr. King. Oh, he knew her? I engaged Professor Graf to give Imogene her final instructions before her debut as a concert pianist. He's a famous piano teacher, and he's played in concerts himself throughout Europe. He's been working for me since my return from Europe. Mike, while well, I'm talking to Mr. Driscoll, would you go inside and ask Professor Graf to step in here, please? Sure thing, Mr. Keene. Uh, when did you meet Imogene Harper, and Mr. Driscoll? About two or three months ago, Mr. Keene, okay, in Paris. Uh, excuse me, Professor. Yes? Mr. Keene would like to see you in Mr. Driscoll's office. Mr. Keene? Well, I'm his partner, Mike Clancy. We're investigating the murder of Imogene Harper. No. I know nothing about it. Please, I've already seen the police. Well, there's nothing to get excited about, Professor. Mr. King, take about... your hand from my arm. I'm tired of being hounded. What do you think I am, a suspect in this murder? Nobody's accused of being a suspect, Professor. I um, I have an appointment with the pupil, if you'll excuse me. But the appointment can wait, Mister. This is a murder case. I told you I know nothing. Now leave me alone. Hey there. What's going on, Mike? Professor Graph walked out of the door there, Mr. King. He wouldn't come in and talk to me. The professor's a very temperamental man, Mr. Clancy. Are you sure you didn't bangle him? If you ask me, Mr. Driscoll, that is trying to hide something from us. If he is, you can find out very easily. I can give you his home address. I'd appreciate that, Mr. Driscoll. I've got it down in my office. Yes, preserve us, Mr. Keene, but that professor acted like I was about to push him into the electric chair. Maybe that's exactly what he's afraid of, Mike. At any rate, we'll see very shortly. There's Professor Grass' apartment. His name's on the door. Ring the bell, Mike. Possibly you may still be out instructing one of his piano pupils.
2: Yes? Is Professor Grass at home? Uh, not yet, but he. You? My name is Keene. This is Mr. Clancy. It's important for us to see him. He should be home in a minute now. And his wife. Please come in. Oh, thank you. Yes. you. You say your business is important, Mr. Keene? Very. But What are you doing, Mr. Clancy? Oh, just admiring these pictures on the wall. And I'm looking things over. Oh, yes, those pictures were taken years ago when I was a star in Grand Opera. You were an opera singer, Mrs. Glass? Yes, Mr. Keen. I sang all over the world. London, Paris, Stux. Oh, I do wish Mr. Canty wouldn't go through those things on the table. My husband doesn't like his music to be disturbed. Oh, I'm
1: sorry, ma'am. I'm just a curious
2: fellow, I guess. But I think I'd better get back to the kitchen. Get yourselves at home. My husband will be here very shortly.
1: We'll wait for him. In this studio, Professor Grass is a queer place, Mr. Keene. Look at all them peculiar-looking masks on the wall. Mm-hmm. Grass collect them as a hobby. Well, I'd like to have a look at the rest of the flat, just to see what it was. Louella. Louella. What are you doing here? Professor Grass? Well, I'm Mr. Keene. I believe you've met my partner, Mike Clancy. you seem adverse to talking to me in Mr. Disco's office... I thought he'd come to your home instead. I know nothing about Imogene no. Harper. He was my pupil for only a few days. There's nothing I can do to help you find her murderer. John! Luella! You mean everything Harper said. You didn't read about it in the
2: newspapers, Mrs. Graves? Oh, well, I... I seldom read the papers stuck up inside this studio all day long, but my husband John never told me...
0: Be quiet, the... Luella. What are you holding in
2: your hand? Oh, just... this jar of preserved, I...
1: Couldn't open it. Well, here, let me have it, Mr. Graff. I'll open the jar for you. Oh, thank you, Mr. Spencer. It is. It is. All right. I, I can't think of what should I. Let uh, Professor Graff try, right? What nonsense is this with a jar oh, preserved? Oh, please, I want all of you to leave now. I have to practice the piano, and I demand absolute quiet. But no. Oh, John... give me that jar, Loella. There. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'll get to my studio. I've already told the police everything I know about Imogene
2: Harper's murder.
1: Well, we'll be on our way, Mrs. Graff.
2: Mr. Keene, I... oh, I'm sorry my husband was so short with you. He's a very nervous man. You've got to make him. Now and soon. Oh, I assure
1: you, Mrs. Graff, that I do.
2: Good day. Uh, good day, Mr. Keene. Mr. Plaster. So, so long.
1: My, that reserve jar was hard to open. Wasn't it? fit, was and I couldn't budge it. Yet you're a very strong man. A great deal stronger than Professor Graf, I should judge, except in the fingers. The fingers? Again, it's often developed. Very strong fingers, Mike. You remember Imogene Harper was strangled to death. Oh, you're right, boss. Yes. Boss, that must be Professor Graf playing the piano. Yes, Mike. I think in searching for Imogene Harper's murderer. We're up against a dangerous maniac. He suffered nothing to protect himself. But who that maniac is still remains to be seen. In just a moment we'll return to Mr. Keene and the case of the malady of murder. Meanwhile. Before you buy any cold remedy, know the facts about the preferred antihistamine wonder drug. Listen to this. Krypton, K-R-I-P-T-I-N. Krypton is the formula preferred by patients over all other antihistamines in the famous Naval Hospital test at Great Lakes, Illinois. Taken at the first sign of a cold, Krypton can stop a cold, not in days, but in hours. Yes, Krypton stops a cold the way no aspirin, quinine, or chest rub could ever do. Recommended by thousands of doctors. Effective for children. No wonder the medical world is excited. No wonder millions who have suffered from colds every year hail a sensational development. For the most spectacular results, take Krypton at the very first sneeze or sniffle. Today at your druggist, get Krypton tablet. Big economy sized bottle is a wonderful bargain. 50 tablets only 98 cents. The handy packet size, 10 tablets only 29 cents. Get Krypton tablets today. And now back to Mr. Keene and the case of the melody of murder. Mr. Keene, the great investigator, and his partner, Mike Clancy, are investigating the murder of pretty Imogene Harper, a young prodigy of the piano who was strangled to death in her apartment. Among the suspects Mr. Keene has under surveillance is Professor John Greff, who was instructing Imogene before her forthcoming piano recital. Now Mr. Keene and Mike have returned to their office, where they find Alan Harper, the victim's brother, awaiting them. Mr. Keene, Mr. Keene, I've been waiting here outside your office for you. Oh, he's been busy, Alan, working in your sister's murder. Oh, would you please Please unlock the office door, Mike? Uh, Yes, sir. Come in, Alan. Have you discovered any clues yet, sir? I believe we're progressing. However, judging by your nervousness, I'd say that you yourself just discovered something new. I have, Mr. Keyes. After I left your office, I spoke to my sister's lawyer and found out Imogene had withdrawn all her money from the bank two days before she was murdered. Well, Sean, that looks like the beginning of a motive for murder. How much did she withdraw from the bank, Alan? $45,000 in cash and some security. $45,000, eh? There wasn't even enough left to pay Imogene's funeral expenses. The lawyer gave me this watch. The only possession of value my sister had left. Let me see that watch, Alan. Well, oh, here you go, sir. It was given to Imogene by our mother years ago. I believe it's worth two or three hundred dollars. Hmm. How did your attorney get possession of this watch? Well, the police gave it to him, Mr. Keene. Imogene was wearing it when she was murdered. The glasses cracked, yes, off. Yes, Mike, and the watch seems to stop. stopped. May have been broken when the girl fell to the floor at the time of the murder. Hmm. Here you are, Alan. You've found no other clues at all, Mr. Keene? It's too early yet to say. Well, then, I won't take up any more of your time, sir. I'll be at home in case you want to reach me. Oh, oh sorry,
2: excuse me.
1: There's someone here to see you, Mr. Keene. Oh, come in, Mrs. Graff. You'll hear from me, Alan. Very well, Mrs. Goodbye.
2: Mr. Keyes, may I see you alone, please? In regard to what, Mrs. Graff? My husband, Professor Graff.
1: Anything you want to say is he you said in front of my partner, Mike Crumpier.
2: I know I shouldn't have come here, Mr. Keene, but my conscience wouldn't let me rest. If my husband is the Antwerp Strangler, I've got to know and prevent someone else from becoming a victim. The Antwerp Strangler? Yes, preserve but what's that? Within the last six months, Mr. Tansons, two young women were murdered in Europe, in Antwerp, Belgium. Both by strangulation. And the killer was never found.
1: I remember those cases, Mrs. Grass. But, uh,
2: what do they have to do with your husband? He. He spent seven months in Belgium. And he only returned to the United States a week ago. Just
1: about the time Emmeline Hopper returned.
2: I. I wouldn't have become suspicious of my husband, Mr. Keene, It Or if it hadn't been for the way he acted when you came to the house. Then, uh, Mr. Driscoll told me about the Antwerp stranger. Lawrence Driscoll, the concert manager, told you about it? Yes, he read about it while he was in Europe. He came to our house soon after you left to talk to my husband. John behaved queerly again and stormed out of the house. That's when Mr. Driscoll remembered about the Antwerp Oh,
1: But you realize you may be placing your husband in a very
2: suspicious light? Yes, I do, Mr. Keene. And it doesn't make you unhappy? I gave up my opera career for John. All oh, are married like a slave, Wally, Many haven't appreciated it. Only think the only things have been helping and his piano playing. And I'm going to protect myself now. And if he's the man you're looking for, for Imogene Harper's murder, I... Uh, excuse me. Hello? Mr. Keith. Yes? This is Lawrence
1: Driscoll. I'm in Imogene Harper's apartment, 7 West Avenue. Can you come down here right away? What's happened, Mr. Driscoll? I think I can show you where to find Imogene Harper's murderer. No. No. Get your hands up, Whitefoot. Mr. Driscoll. Stop it. Stop. Mr. Driscoll. 7 West Avenue, Mike, and hurry. A man's life may be at stake. door is locked. Bring it down, Mike. Wait, I'll let you in. Miss Keith, are you all right, Mr. Driscoll? Yes, I, I had a narrow escape, but I was able to fight him off. Who? Professor Glass. He's tied up in the next room. Bring him in, Mike. Right. Tell me exactly what happened, Mr. Driscoll. Well, I went over to see Professor graph this afternoon. I wanted to find out why he behaved so queerly when you tried to talk to him started to shout at me and ran out. It was then that I thought of a killer known as the Antwerp Strangler. Yes, yes, I've heard about him. But well, then something else occurred to me, Mr. Keene. An appointment Professor Graff had with Imogene Harper on the day she was murdered. He'd phoned me around six that afternoon and said she was taking her last series of piano lessons from him. Go on, Mr. Driscoll. Well, a little while ago, I, I came here to Imogene to a check on it. I found the proof I was looking for. Oh? In her appointment book, she has a notation saying that she had a music lesson with Professor Graf at 6.30 that evening. The book is right here, Mr. Dean. In other words, that places Graf in the apartment around the time of the murder. That's my guess. As I was phoning you a few minutes ago, Professor Graff walked in and attacked me. I managed to get away from him and knocked him out. Then I tied him up and waited for you, Mr. Dean. Here he is, boss. Professor Graff, did you attempt to attack Mr. Driscoll a little while ago? He drove me to it. You called me a murderer. When was this? When he came to my house before. Then you followed me here to Emma Jean Harper's apartment and tried to add me to your list of victims. I didn't kill her. Why can't people leave me alone? Why do they have to hound me all the time? According to this appointment book, Professor Graff, you were with Emma Jean Harper at the time of her death. I didn't keep that appointment. I swear I didn't... All right, Mike. Take Professor Graff away. And tell his story to the police. No, no, please believe me. I didn't kill her. I'm innocent. You'll have your chance to pull back to a judge and jury. Well, I'm glad that's over, Mr. Keene. Are you, Mr. Zistel? You have no idea what a blow it was to me when Imogene was murdered. She was not only my friend. She had great talent. Mm. You play the piano, Mr. Zistel? Why, yes. I was pretty good at one time, too, Mr. Keene. I noticed your fingers were long, and your hands looked strong. Please play us something, won't you? Oh, well, I'm not as good as Professor Graf or Imogene, but
2: uh, listen, Mister King.
1: Mister Driscoll, at what time did you say you last spoke to Imogene Harper? Six o'clock on the night she was murdered. You're sure of that? Positive. Odd. Odd. How do you mean, Mr. Dean? Her wristwatch was broken when she struggled with her attacker, and it stopped at five o'clock. Imagine Harper wasn't alive at six that night. I could have made a mistake. You made several of them, Mr. Driscoll. Even though your plan was well executed, plan. Your plan, is, Mr. Keyes, to murder Imogene Harper and place the blame on Professor Graff. Because that's exactly what you did. Only you slipped up on the time. And that will cost you your life in the electric chair. You must be joking, Mr. Keyes. You picked a time when you knew Professor Graff had an appointment with Imogene. And you strangled her before that. Afterwards, you put a startling suspicion into his wife's mind that she was the actual strangler. And then, as a final touch, you goaded Professor Graff into attacking you to tie him up with a murder completely. And do you think you can prove all that, Mr. Keith? Yes. After I prove what your motive was, this girl, I'm going to check every bank account you've ever had. Imogene Jean Harper withdrew $45,000 from her bank just before you murdered her. If I find that amount, and I think I will, the positive in your name recently... That's all the proof I need, Sisko. Yes.
2: You'll find that money. You're right, King. I am the Edward Steinberg, And this is my melody of murder. I
1: killed The other girls, too. The fools. They all wanted to be great pianists. Geniuses. I told them that getting started in a concert career was expensive. And I took their money. Then I put them out of their misery. But Imogene could have saved herself. I wanted her for my wife, and she refused. She could have saved herself. Only temporarily, Triscoll. Because your insane, twisted mind would have turned against her sooner or later. (laughs) You said my hands are strong. Well, I'm going to give you a chance to find out how strong they really are. I'm going to
2: strangle you, fool. You! (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to kill you, kill you, kill
1: you. Are you all right, Mr. Stinson? Yes. A few moments later, Mike, and I've been finished. Driscoll tried to strangle me. Well, when I heard that piano as I was going downstairs, I thought something was wrong, so I come back. Sir. That's why I asked Driscoll to play, Mike. I was hoping it would bring you back. Where is Professor Graf? Well, I handcuffed him to the banister in the hall, sir. Release him at once, Mike. The real Antwerp Sangler is lying at our feet, Lawrence Driscoll. Your bullets, Mike, saved the state of trial as well as saving my life. And I think we can inform the police that the mystery of Imogene Harper's murder has been solved. Yeah. So, Mr. King finds the solution to the case of the melody of murder. The next time you're suffering from the pains of headache, neuritis, or neuralgia, try Anacin. You'll bless the day you heard of this incredibly fast way to relieve these pains. Now, the reason Anacin is so wonderfully fast-acting and effective is this. Anison is like a doctor's prescription. That is, Anison contains not just one, but a combination of medically proven active ingredients in easy to take tablet form. Thousands of people have received envelopes containing Anison tablets from their own dentist or physician, and in this way have discovered the incredibly fast relief Anison brings from pain of headache, neuritis, or neuralgia. So, next time such pain strikes, take Anison. The most effective relief you only as directive. Your druggist has Anacin in handy boxes of twelve and thirty, and economical family size bottles of fifty and one hundred. The name is Anderson, Anacin, A N A C I N. Mr. Keene, Tracer of Lost Persons, is based on the novel Mr. Keene. The radio sequel is originated and produced by Frank and Ann Hummers. Dialogue by Lawrence Cleese. Bennett Kilpack plays Mr. Keene. It is on the air every Thursday at this time. Don't miss Mr. Keene next Thursday when the kindly old tracer turns to the innocent flirtation murder case. <laughs> of muscular rheumatism. Now you can forget about piercing, shooting pains of lumbago, muscle aches, and muscular rheumatism. The quick, long-lasting action of heat liniment brings welcome relief to the painful area. Makes you feel like yourself again. Heat warms and soothes, yet does not burn. Heat starts to penetrate as soon as it is applied. Keeps on working for hours to bring grand relief from pains of lumbago, muscle soreness, and muscular rheumatism. Get heat venomous. Mr. Keene, tracer of lost persons, will be on the air next Thursday at this same time. This is Larry Elliott saying goodbye for Mr. Keene and the Whitehall Pharmacal Company, makers of Anacin and Collinose, and many other dependable, high-quality drug products. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. (laughs)
0: Welcome back. Well, this followed a pretty typical Mr. Keen plot. You can generally tell who the killer is because they offer helpful suggestions and uh, throw suspicion on someone else. I did like uh, the one thing they did do different in this one is that it was actually the professor's wife who uh, raised the suspicion rather than the actual murderer and that kind of left me thinking what why would she have committed these crimes uh so they did manage to play with my expectations a little bit on that with that uh, red herring all right well that will actually do it for today join us back here tomorrow for that a strong guy, and we'll be back next Monday with another episode of Mr. Keen, Tracer of Lost Persons. In the meantime, send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.